0: This is episode number 111 of The Reno Slant. No sports yet. Fun episode this week though.
1: Touchdown. Welcome to The Reno Slant, the weekly Nevada sports podcast. Unbelievable. Home to an award winning sports writer, his Nevada alum brother, exclusive interviews, and occasionally aggressive banter about Nevada football, Nevada basketball, and pretty much everything else, Nevada. Well, everything except the departure of a certain basketball coach, we don't talk about that. Here are your bro hosts, Adam and Nathan Schaub.
0: On this week's episode of the Reno Slant. We're now at weekly yearbook number 17. The USL pulled a fast one on us. Adam, of course, is going to look for some good news. I'm sure it'll be something completely random. The Major League Baseball schedule is out. What do we need to know about that thing? And the Ivy League, I don't know if it was news. It was certainly news. It wasn't a huge shock. But it's going to have an impact across the college football landscape, and that includes Nevada. We'll get to that. Our guest this week, speaking of Nevada football, Some guy named Carson Strong, might have heard of him. Got the 2B sophomore quarterback's perspective on what's been, no question, a turbulent offseason with the pandemic and the social justice movement, how the team has responded. We got his grade for his his freshman season. Certainly transitioned talking to some football. Does he want to play this fall? You got a lot of talking heads who are speaking for college athletes right now. So got his perspective on that. I mentioned we reflected back on his freshman season. And then certainly, as I mentioned as well, we're gonna go. We went ahead and previewed yeah, his sophomore year. Yes, where does he want to get better next year? But you know, the team as a collective. For slants, we got weekend plans, social, a number of questions from you guys per usual. UNOV to the Pac 12. We'll hit on that topic. Mac and cheese and fourth of July sunburns. A few of the things we got questions about. Then we'll get out of here with random reno. Before we get there, thank you to all of you who continue to support this podcast during the pandemic without sports. You are all helping us get closer to our goal of 1,000 downloads per week. Last week, we did 406 downloads, another strong week for us. If you are not already, make sure you are subscribed and following us on social. You can find us on Twitter, Instagram, or Facebook at The Reno Slant. You can check us out online at therenoslant.com. If you really want to help us get closer to our goal of 1,000 downloads per week, please tell a Nevada friend of yours who is not yet listening to the podcast uh, to do that. That would be awesome. Our iTunes five-star review of the week is brought to you by Toyabi Golf Club. The review this week comes from Jay Shipman. The review says, best local sports podcast. These brothers put out a very entertaining podcast covering Nevada sports. Can't wait till sports resume, but happy for this great podcast. Jay Shipman, we are happy for your review. Appreciate that. Make sure you get in touch with us. We'll send you two free rounds to Toyabe Golf Club. That is a $135 value. If you too are in or you enjoy free golf, especially at a gorgeous course like Toyabi, head on over to our iTunes landing page. You can just search online the slash iTunes. Leave us a quick five star review, and maybe we'll select your review. For next week's show and send you two free rounds to toyabi which is a quick drive down 395 south from reno in washoe valley it was acquired by duncan golf management last summer and they are offering the best membership deal in all of northern nevada it is four courses for as little as 300 a month those courses include lake ridge wolf run and dayton valley in addition to toyabi you can check out more information or book your tee time today at any of those courses at duncangolfreno.com, duncangolfreno.com. This week's show also brought to you by one of the institutions in Reno for going on 26 years now, Archie's, the best burger in Northern Nevada, as voted by Nevada Magazine, the Nevada School of Business named Archie's the best restaurant in Reno. They are offering happy hour every day from four to six. To fill up your growler. For just eight bucks, any Growler. So if you're driving up Virginia or you're driving around McCarran, hop on into Archie's and uh, fill up your Growler. Or they got awesome burgers, not just a beer spot. My favorite burger in Northern Nevada, Giant Cheeseburger. We've been down this road before. Visit Archie'sReno.com or call in at 322 9595. That's Archie'sReno.com or call in your order right now at 322 9595. You had Tyson flashing me the entire time. He was licking the mic. you could going to get me to break this week. You're good.
1: You're good. T- coming off the nice weekend you had to recover. Uh, you were ready to go. I was I, ready. Uh, I tried to pull out all the tricks. Even was pulling Tyson over here at the side. But yeah, he was. I thought the biting on the mic was going to get you to chuckle. <laughs>
0: <laughs> it's called poise. We've done 17 of these
1: things now. Well, you got it. Last week got you, but it'll come back. I'll get. Okay,
0: he's already got my shirt now. <laughs> let's start weekly yearbook number 17 as always let you kick it off
1: oh and I'll start with my random good news but did you know the world's rarest wadding bird is making a comeback wadding bird no idea what it is but its population has risen by 30 percent uh it's been a nearly a 40 year program to protect the khaki khaki I don't know. It's some sort of uh, bird down in New Zealand, but they've had some huge conservation program um, for the last 40 years. And it's uh population risen by the last 30%. It's basically like at one point it was down to 23 adults left. And they basically, and it was only four breeding pairs and look where we're at. Started from the bottom.
0: I said it was probably going to be random last week. It was a trash mob in the ocean now we got the the wadding bird don't call the great pacific patch
1: a trash mob mm. you're doing it a disservice i
0: can't I believe. Think, i still can't believe you didn't know what that was i think that gives it more integrity calling it a trash mob that makes it sound more scary like it's something we need to take care of that's true that sounds like it could be trending on twitter here very soon <laughs> my first one bring it back to sports per usual we're going to have to wait an extra week for, for Reno 1868 to return. We were all excited about it, talked about it last week, with the USL set to return this weekend. The schedule was released last week, and they pulled a quick one on us because Reno doesn't play until Sunday, July 19th. was hoping to preview the opener this week. Got to wait one more week with the schedule. They open at Sacramento, which is actually the first of four straight road games. That Reno will play at Sacramento, at Tacoma, at Portland, at Vegas. Just fired its head coach, Vegas did. And then will play its first home game since the return on August 8th against Tacoma. After playing the first four on the road, it's just interesting how the schedule worked out. Only three more road games the rest of the way. Uh, Six games total on Saturday around the USL. No A group. So if you're hoping to do some scouting... This weekend, no A-group play. It's the group that Reno's in until Monday when Sacramento plays Tacoma. But I was certainly, I was looking forward to watching some Reno, Reno 1868 soccer on Saturday or, or Sunday. We'll just have to wait one more week. Yeah, we'll have to survive. We've made it
1: 17 weekly yearbooks. <laughs>
0: Think well, there's, there's actually a good uh, good sports weekend coming up here, which we'll touch on in slants, which helps ease the pain a little bit. Yeah,
1: exactly. Uh, well, you know, staying on the topic of sports, which there's minimal amount of news, but you see a certain quarterback, Mr. Mahomes, Patrick Mahomes, signed a, uh, I'll dare say, a very large contract. Um, as reported, I didn't really read all the details, but it was looking like it was a 12-year deal that could get up to $503 million. I didn't read all the opt-out jargon that comes with it all i know is anybody who's signing a half a billion dollar contract um, i'm smart enough to know that's a lot of money um, and it's a lot of money for a 24 year old and of course on twitter they had all the breakdowns per seconds per whatever um it, the, the dude's making over a hundred thousand dollars per day <laughs> <laughs> i've said there in my life i'm like if only i could throw a pigskin that well for the kansas city chiefs um, but unfortunately i can't can't throw it that well. So about a hundred thousand dollars a day would be nice. Um, I'm sure the average person like myself would take that gladly.
0: Mahomes actually up at Edgewood this week for the American century championship. With with these contracts, they always always throw out the huge number Mm -hmm. and it's like, it's not likely that's going to be what he actually ends up getting paid because the agent is incentivized to say, look how much money we're throwing out. The team is incentivized to say, look how much money we're paying them. So we're taking care of our guy. Everyone's incentivized to promote that. But there's gonna there's clauses in there. There's guaranteed and not guarantee. There's <laughs> there's incentives. It's not gonna end up being five hundred million dollars. Here's
1: the yin and yang of the podcast, Nathan. I'm a headlines guy. Like I've said, I see 503 million in the headline. You read the details, you pull out the clauses and the agent fees and whatnot. I see 503 million and I'm rolling with it.
0: <laughs> He's making a ton of money, regardless, that doesn't take away from that. I actually was a little bit surprised by this. I figure I got pretty nerdy. You have a, a contract length of that time, the uh, salary cap is gonna increase over those 10 years. I believe there's gonna be a new TV deal in there, so there's gonna be some flush cash that comes in or adi- additional cash flow that comes in. I figured that contract, when it was first reported, 10-year deal, that it had to be tied to what the salary cap is. I was surprised that it was not. And who knows what this thing is gonna look like in year seven, eight, nine. You know, I mean, that's that's so far away or what it could look like. But I think there's a world where if, if he plays every year of this contract, which I would say is unlikely, they might rip it up at some point, you can make an argument that by the end of this thing, this not being tied to salary cap uh, percentage, that he might be getting underpaid mm. at the end of it. You can make, mm. a can
1: wild make a case? Take, wild take for a $503 million contract. Mm. Under Underpaid. Mm. There it by, is. By the, by
0: the end of it. By the, okay. end, by the end, of there's the end.
1: specification. I was gonna say because we could easily cut that quote right there and, and <laughs> about seven to eight years. I'm be way too lazy to remember that quote, but um, I can say I'll remember it.
0: That'd be weekly yearbook number 52, there. 52, 52 there. times seven. Oh man, 52 what is, what times is that? Seven. 300, 300, 364.
1: 364.
0: Loser. Weekly record number 364. You can dunk on me for saying my home is underpaid.
1: Plus 17, man. We're at weekly yearbook 381. Mm. It's been a
0: long... Sounds life. great. It's been a long <laughs> life. <laughs> my my second one, uh, Major League Baseball released its schedule on Monday. Evan Gall excited. We knew they were, when they were starting, but season starts July 23rd. You got Yankees at Nationals. going to be some sort of ring ceremony without fans. Giants at Dodgers, which certainly has some local appeal. Uh, with those two squads. And the rest of the league starts Friday, July 24th. No one cares about this, but our Mariners open at Houston that Friday. If there's one winner from this pandemic, it's the Houston Astros. They were getting buried. They were getting obliterated about this cheating scandal, sign-stealing scandal, and that got completely forgotten through all of this. completely forgotten. It goes without saying that this season put in air quotes is, is going to be weird. 60 games. This thing's usually 162 games. It's going to be an all out sprint looking at the schedule and basically just toggling between two months. And that's it was a little Mm -hmm. bit interesting. We're going to get to September and have a ton of teams in contention, a ton of, of them. For games to be this meaningful over the course of the season is just going to be such a unique dynamic, making every game increasingly, as I mentioned, important. Another takeaway, at least looking at the Mariners schedule, not a lot of seven o'clock games. I don't know if that's Mm. Mariners specific or for the entire league, which means games are starting earlier. Is only going to be a TV show now? You can't go in person. I think that's a good good decision. Games starting earlier. I want to believe we'll get to September and keep going. It's just going to take, don't, gonna take don't, one team. Don't say one it. One team, couple starting pitchers get it. The rest of the guys get it. They don't have enough players on the roster. There's no minor league baseball, and this thing completely comes undone.
1: Well, they're not, they can't be bubbled and all that stuff. So I don't like how much exposure are they going to get? Cause I saw a report today. that was like the MLB finished all their preliminary coronavirus testing. But obviously if people are not bubbled, like the NBA, they're going to have
0: some sort of exposure. They're going to have regular testing and they're going to be monitoring it. They're, they're flying private, traveling private. But when they're in towns, like where they gonna say, you can't leave your hotel room. That's what the NBA is doing. Yeah, well, they're in a bubble. Adam's, man. Adam's These game Adam Silver, and the players,
1: game. the players' commissioner, Rob Manfred, greater symbol,
0: <laughs> Adam Silver. Yeah. yeah. So we got Major League Baseball in a couple of weeks. We got the NBA in three weeks. Got the USLs an appetizer starting this weekend. NHL playoffs supposed to start August first. MLS started their MLS's back tournament. Terrible name. Today, mm-hmm. classic. I believe. Two teams have... that...
1: What? Orlando's playing Miami right now. MLS. Okay. Big news. I'm having.
0: I'm gonna have a hard time getting excited for that. But um, I'll probably watch some games over the course of the next couple of weeks if they're on.
1: No, mm-hmm. oh, dude. At this, you watch anything that's on right now. Watch underwater yeah. basket weaving.
0: Yeah, I'm. I'm getting legitimately giddy about some things, <laughs> but I'm also getting increasingly skeptical. I'm preparing myself for for bad news.
1: Nathan, just go in blindly and just be accept disappointment when you have it but just just try and accept the happiness. We haven't had sports, one of the major sports in I don't know how long. What's four early months? March, early March, 4, four months.
0: months, about 4 months.
1: The Ivy League canceled their fall sports. Everything's, you know, find some positive. Hey, 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 hey,
0: that's my third point.
1: <laughs> All right, well, I was going to go close to home for my last point for the weekly yearbook uh, our the third member of the trio was down here for 4th of July weekend. Um, Aaron came and stayed with us down in Tampa, had a good weekend, went down to uh, the three daughters brewery out in St. Pete burgers, beer, everything was buy one, get one free. Good deal. Took Aaron to Bush gardens. Uh, it's open, but <laughs> Bush gardens, you have to make reservations. So it was like, uh there's way less people in the park. So you would think, oh, quicker lines. Well, the good thing was is that they had to stop the rides every so often to basically just desanitize the entire roller coaster. And the line seemed super long because um, everybody was social distancing in line. So it was super long. I got Tyson pushing the curtains over there. He's just an animal. But uh, I felt so bad. The funny quick little story was we get to the park. Aaron and I are all excited. Um, We're getting to the first ride. Boom! Maintenance. Nobody can get on it. So, we're, all right, whatever. Go to the next ride. Over one, <laughs> yeah, over for one. Forty-five minute wait. All right, whatever. get in line. They end up having multiple delays. Some dude throws up. Some some person. I, don't, I couldn't see who it was. Somebody threw up on the ride, so they had to like clean the whole thing. Then they had to desanitize. I had Aaron and I end up staying in line for. I want to say it was almost two hours for the first ride. Didn't even get on it because eventually they they told over the intercom. They're like, "Yeah, we have some maintenance errors, you know, blah 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 blah." We recommend you stay in line. We stood for about another twenty minutes. Then they gave another over update and they're like, "This is going to be an extensive delay." <laughs> like in oh, every, but it was just It, was, Bush Gardens, it ended up being fun. Uh, the rest of the rides were quick. Everything was good. But it was a good weekend down here with Aaron. A lot of a lot of sunshine, beer, and that type of stuff. I was needless to say, Sunday I was big tired. <laughs>
0: Two things. One, how many rides do you, you end up getting on? Do you think
1: we almost we almost got on all the major roller coasters? There's the only one we didn't get on. So there's like seven, I think, big major ones on the park. Okay. The only one we didn't get on was the one that we were trying to get on the very beginning. Okay, but we ended up getting on pretty much all of them. There, I mean, my stomach cannot handle <laughs> that
0: many anymore. Right. The second thing, what is desanitizing? They basically had this. I'm, dude. I'm making fun I'm making fun of you. Desanitizing would be like getting it dirty.
1: Oh, they had sanitizing. They had a guy there with basically go. a weed killer bucket walking up and down the roller coaster and spraying the thing.
0: I don't care what they were actually doing. I was making fun of you.
1: They desanitized the desanitizer. That's how they got it.
0: I think that I think that works. Yeah, it's that like the place. episode it's like the it's episode of the negative. office where, where Michael does the don't bother Luke, but he draws a yeah. circle through and cross yeah, out like exactly. the double and triple negatives. <laughs>
1: don't circle, don't bother.
0: <laughs> oh, so don't don't bother Luke. Okay, got so, it. So bother Luke. <laughs> my, my third one, you already hit on this. Big news out of the, of the Ivy League today. I, I put news and big actually both in air quotes because for those who have been paying attention, this has been expected news for about a week now. Ivy League says it is canceling slash postponing all sports before... January 1, or until January 1, I should say. They could do spring football, which I actually think would be awesome, especially if we get football this fall. A little extra exposure for the Ivy League, and I'm here for some college football in the spring. I'd watch the hell out of that. Would it be as much competition from a football standpoint? That'd be that'd be great. Um, that's the glass half full look at this. This is the first conference at the collegiate level, to say no fall sports, no basically non-conference portion of winter sports, winter basketball, and there's some precedence. Part of the reason it's really stirred people up is because, as everyone pointed out, the Ivy League was the first conference to cancel the conference basketball tournament back in March, and people would say, all right, there's some precedence of the Ivy League moving, and that being the first domino and now a wave of cancellations. And I went to bed last night feeling very, I don't know if uncertain is the word, but I was definitely bummed going to bed last night knowing this was happening today and thinking we might just get a wave of cancellations. Thinking that could happen today. Fortunately, don't say it. that's not what happened. Sounds like a lot of Power 5 conferences are standing the ground for now. It does sound like we're going to lose some non-conference games, though. That is of significant interest because uh, if we're losing non-conference games at the Power 5 level, Nevada does have one Power 5 team on the schedule this year at Arkansas September 5. Nevada's supposed to get a $1.5 million payday for that game. It would be, I believe, the second biggest in program history. That's really important revenue for not only the football program, but for the athletic department. I don't know exactly how it gets dibbied, but $1.5 million is a ton of cash. And I would assume that there is some force majeure language in that contract. Force majeure is the act of God clause. Basically, we could say act of God, the contract is null, and Arkansas is no longer uh, responsible for it. I didn't know about force majeure contracts until all of this started, and I have been... Victim is, is not the appropriate word right now, but I've I've lost some commission to force major contracts and <laughs> not you not a huge favor of this or should
1: taken should have taken management 325 Nevada
0: school of business you'd be all about oh, active God law. <laughs> <laughs> there are some rumblings that the FCS may also go to uh, the spring. very different models Ivy League, FCS, power five, football. And just in terms of the size, the amount of revenue being generated, that's also of interest because Nevada is supposed to host UC Davis in the opener on August 29th. That's another FCS squad. So you would think Ivy league, not a so big of a deal. This is going to have an impact across the, the landscape in college football and even college basketball I and mean, college basketball teams that were set to play Ivy league schools and non-conference play in November and December are now have an opening. So it'll be, Something to follow how, uh, how this kind of progresses from here. And the closer we get to these dates, you know, fall camps supposed to start, non-conference games supposed to be played, the more the heat's going to turn up. We've talked about this for weeks now, that the noise, the chatter, the controversy, if you will, of trying to play sports through this is just going to get incredibly noisy. And you- man, do we need some good news right now with this pandemic need it back off Twitter warriors. I, I did, uh, I did no Twitter, no phone this weekend up at Zion and, uh, mental health update. That was amazing. I might have to do some more of that moving forward. Like just being oblivious to what everyone's yelling about on Twitter. Mm-hmm. Good move. I would, I would recommend it. I know it's hard to do on a regular basis, but would recommend 10 out of 10. Anything else from you, weekly yearbook number 17?
1: Oh, Ready for 18.
0: <laughs> okay, let's kick it now to our conversation with Nevada 2B sophomore quarterback Carson Strong. Oh, he just went up the invisible ladder. Carson, dude, I was just telling you, but super excited to have you on the podcast. Appreciate you making the time.
2: Super excited to be on. Thanks for having me.
0: Yeah, yeah, of course. So uh, we'll talk about we'll talk about some football. We'll talk about kind of where we are as a country right now. I um, feel like we need we need to address some of these things. But first things first. What'd you do for the fourth?
2: I stayed at home. <laughs> Didn't go <anywhere. laughs>
0: It was a different fourth this year, for, for yeah, sure.
2: Definitely. Yeah.
0: And then, as as I kind of alluded to there, it's it's certainly been a, an off season for you and, and the team, unlike any other. Between uh, the social justice movement that's going on, the the pandemic, wh- where we are, uh, how are you? Just generally feeling about everything right now? It's just such a such an uncertain time.
2: It's been a roller coaster, you know. But I just got to take it one day at a time and you know anything can change at any time. Uh, and really, just got to you know go one day at a time with everything. Sure. All right, are you are you back on campus? yeah we're we're all back right now um we have voluntary workouts going on with coach simmons uh, which has been really good for the guys that have been there and uh, just back in shape because you know we were all at home for a while and so just trying to get ready for the season has it been different being back during a pandemic
0: i'm sure with some protocols in place what's that kind of been like
2: yeah it's been a little bit different you know everything's going to be different from now on um Yep. Just that you know, they have their protocols, and we just do what they say, and just go and get the work in and leave. And you know, we're we're all safe about what we're doing. Sure. There's a lot of
0: noise right now. A lot of people speaking for college athletes about whether sports should or should not return in the fall, and even uh, looking ahead to, to the winter. Do you or, or the guys allow yourself to listen to any of that? Do you try to block that out? Kind of where, where are you guys with with the chatter?
2: For me, at least, you know, I know that it's all speculation and there's only a few people who really know what's going to happen. You know, anything could change at any time. So, you know, you just got to be ready for anything. We could play, we could not. So we just got to, you know, prepare like we're going to. And I really hope we do.
0: I was going to ask you that next year. You, you see some who are speaking out, maybe not as much in college, but in the professional ranks saying, you know, maybe it doesn't make sense to come back. You see some who say, no, we do need to come back. It sounds like you were on the the side that says we need to come back. We want to play some football.
2: No, Yeah, we definitely need to come back, not only because we want to play football, but I feel like it's safer for the players and the players' families if we're playing because we are getting tested every single week and we're only, you know, being amongst ourselves. We all live with, you know each other. If we're mm-hmm. back home, you know during uh like we don't have a season, we're not even gonna know if we have the virus because we won't be getting tested. And sure. we'll be with our families as well. Um, but if we have the season, we'll be with the best doctors you could possibly be with, uh, right by your side the entire way. Um, if guys get it, you know they're gonna have you know the best type of care they could possibly get.
0: Right. So you're getting tested weekly, or do you have to do the test where they stick the swab way up your nose?
2: Yeah, we got
0: that. Yeah. <laughs> so I, I haven't been tested. Is that super uncomfortable or what?
2: It's pretty uncomfortable, but you get used to it.
0: <laughs> All right. One of the reasons that some are saying sports shouldn't come back in addition to the pandemic is just where we are at, from a social justice standpoint in, in that movement and that sports can maybe be a distraction, you know. To call a spade a spade, you're a, a white quarterback who plays for a black coach. You have a lot of uh, black teammates. It's been an uncomfortable time for a lot of us here around the country. How has the team and the coaching staff responded to um, what's happening socially right now?
2: We had a lot of team meetings, actually, um, that went you know, pretty long and really deep and in-depth. A lot of guys told a lot of their personal stories, um, opened up and explained that uh, a lot of our black teammates were mad at some of our white teammates just because, um, you know, I'm not going to speak for them why, but right. And uh, you know, but we all worked through it. We all understand that. We all love each other at the end of the day, um, and we're all supporting each other. We're all good. Um, you know, those talks were really good for the team. Yeah.
0: For sure. Awesome to hear, you know, that you guys get to have those conversations. And I'm sure Jay was at kind of the forefront of some of those things. You see him being active on social media and, and posting things. Um, it was, is it that the case? He was leading a lot of that?
2: Yeah, Coach Norvell and uh, Coach e. Scott. No
0: no easy way to segue. want to talk some, talk some football now?
2: Let's do it. <laughs>
0: <laughs> All right. Well, we'll get into next year. But I do want to take a chance to kind of look back uh, you've had plenty of time to reflect on on your freshman season. You, you burst onto the scene with that crazy Purdue game. Um, you end up getting banged up. You end up losing the starting job. Then you win the starting job back and really settled in down the stretch. I think final five games it was eight touchdowns to one pick. If you had to give yourself a letter grade for your freshman season, w- where would you put it?
2: Uh, pie like a C minus, to be honest. Um, had quite a roller coaster season. Um, yeah. There's a lot of games that I wish I could get back. And, you know, this season is going to be a lot different.
0: Sure. I'm just having that first year, you know, walking into a starting quarterback job as a true freshman is an unbelievably difficult to ask. I don't think a lot of people realize how much gets thrown on your plate. You're trying to figure your way around campus. Now you're the starting quarterback for the football team. And by the way, you got the Big Ten and the Pac 12 right out of the gate. Uh, I'm sure you learned a ton. You know, what were some of your couple major takeaways from last year?
2: You know, I think I just started to get used to the speed of the game as each game went on. And, uh, you know, there's a lot of things that I wasn't very good at last year that I've been working on every single day. So just really good back out there.
0: I, I do want do want to touch on that. But, you know, thinking about starting – against Purdue at home and then starting at Oregon, which ends up winning the Rose bowl. I mean, I think back to I, mean, I played quarterback in high school. Don't ask me how long ago that was, but I remember, I remember getting nervous before high school football games. Now yeah. you're, you got Purdue in Oregon <laughs> out of the gate at Autzen. I mean, are, do you get nervous? What were your general feelings walking into those first couple of games?
2: Yeah. I used to get really nervous before my high school games. Um, but in college it hasn't been that way. Uh, I've been getting nervous, like in the locker rooms before the games. But as soon yeah. as like we out there for warmups, they typically went away. Um, it wasn't more of that I was nervous; it was more of everything was moving fast, and I just yeah. i I wasn't playing well. Um, but those were good teams, and you know I learned a lot from those games. Sure you
0: mentioned some areas you certainly want to get better at next year and what, what are a couple of, of those areas we look back at last year and say man i have some room to develop and maybe you have even felt yourself develop in some of those areas heading into your sophomore year
2: yeah one of the primary focuses i've been working on has been just like my long ball because i overthrew a lot of open receivers downfield last year and if we can start connecting on those long passes uh, sure. we'll have a lot more explosive plays so just been working a lot on my D ball, um, putting more air under it. So just let those guys under that. And, and you got some dudes to go get
0: it next I year. Uh, but you, you entered last year, you know, as a true freshman in a battle with Malik Henry and Christian Solano for that, for that starting job. This year, you really enter it on paper, at least, as the guy. I mean, has that impacted you at all in terms of the ways you're starting to prepare for what's hopefully going to be <laughs> a fall
2: season? Yeah, you know, the few months that we were away from the team and we were just all on our own, um, I think that all of our guys were really working and I think it's going to show. Um, and when we all even came back to Reno, we've all been coming together and getting a lot of good work in. So I think awesome. we're going to have a really good team this year. Yeah, um, some
0: some of the dudes you got in the backfield, uh, you got Toa and Devontae back to hand the ball off too. On the outside, you got Elijah and Romeo. Elijah will be a senior, Romeo will be a junior. A lot of people are excited about Melquan Stovall, who's a sophomore who can real really burn. You got Cole Turner, 6'6", on the outside. I mean, on paper, this is one of the best skill groups in the Mountain West. You got to be excited. <laughs> these, are the, these are the toys you get to play with next year.
2: Yeah, no doubt. Cole Cole's going to be a sleeper this year. He's going to surprise a lot of guys. <laughs> I was
0: going to ask if there was someone I maybe left off there on the list who's maybe going to sneak up on some people. But Cole will be the one you maybe highlight.
2: Yeah, I think Cole's going to surprise a lot of people this year.
0: Hopefully I didn't just get you in trouble with, with some of your teammates, <laughs> making you pick someone. Uh, I wrote a blog back in May, you know, considering the fact that you had your fresh, your true freshman season, you really settled in down the stretch. You got a lot of really talented skill guys uh, coming back next year where I said, hey, let's start the Carson Mount West Offensive Player of the Year campaign uh, for next year. Is that fair or foul? Uh,
2: you know, I'm just going to go play my best, <laughs> leave it all out there and worry about winning. <laughs> Politically correct answer. I want to win the Mountain West. That's what I want to do. That's the only thing I care about is winning the Mountain West.
0: Well, you look around the Mountain West, specifically your division. I probably don't have to tell you Hawaii, San Diego State, Fresno, UNLV all have new coaches. It's only you and San Jose State who bring the head coach back. And, you know, having a new head coach certainly doesn't eliminate you from contention, but it has some. Uh, some obstacles it presents for those programs. you have to look around the West and be like, "Man, we got a real shot to win this thing next year.
2: We do. We really do. And we know that.
0: so you do you guys talk about that coaching stuff at all? Because for us in the offseason, that was perfect content for you guys. are Are you locked in? Do you talk about that at all?
2: We don't talk too much about what's going on with other teams, but yeah, we all we all have been saying, you know that this is the year. It feels different. Um, This is actually my third year because I had my redshirt year. Um, And I feel like this team, it's just a little bit different the way that, you know, everyone's feeling about going uh, into this season.
0: And hopefully there is a season. I don't have to tell you that much, though. Man, (laughs) we need football in the fall. Carson, my man, uh, really appreciate you making the time to come on. That was fun. Stay healthy. Please tell your teammates and coaches also to stay healthy. And uh, looking forward to watching you this fall.
2: Appreciate it. Thanks for having me.
0: Glad we were able to have Carson on the show this week. It was good to catch up with them. Adam's making a mess over there. I actually was super – I don't know if happy is the word, but when he said one of the things he wants to work on next year is his deep ball, it made me feel smart because that was one of the things that I took away last year as well is as Carson certainly progressed and got more comfortable over the course of the season, the deep ball was one of the things where it just seemed like on a lot of them he was just a yard or two little strong. And with the with the receivers he has next year, the talent he has next year, again, knock on wood, we're going to have fall football a chance for him to really put up some numbers. couple of reads for you guys before we get into slants. Tipsy Ells is co-founded by Reed High School alum Nick Morton. And Tipsy wants to sue you up for life's biggest moments and life's most fun moments. Probably too late for the 4th of July stuff, but I'm sure it's on sale. They're always doing all sorts of sales. Um, they do got shirts socks tanks hats glasses socks fanny packs and maybe most importantly masks right now how cool did i say did i sound reading through those things that quickly that flowed no all right no credit <laughs> visit visit <laughs> tipsyelves.com today and when you do exclusively for our listeners use promo code SLANT20 it's going to earn you off at checkout in addition to whatever sales they got going on today. Again, promo code SLANT20 for an additional maybe 20% off at checkout at tipsyelves.com. Last week, we debuted a new sponsor, Nevada State High School. Excited about this one because Nevada State High School wants to work with Reno High School students to help them enter college with college credit, which means not only are you going to enter college with some real-world college experience, but you're going to have less student debt by the time you walk out of there. On average, it's saving students somewhere between five and $80,000 in tuition. That's a lot of tuition. It's for juniors and seniors in Northern Nevada. They provide, a, as I mentioned, a real college experience. They're going to help students develop personally, academically, and socially, and they have a proven personalized process for college Success. If you want to check out more information, maybe for yourself, maybe for your son, maybe for your daughter, maybe for your niece, nephew, grandchild, if you know someone who could benefit from this, you can check more information out at earlycollegenv.com. Again, that's earlycollegenv.com. We'll run some slants. We'll start with weekend plans. What do you got lined up? Well, I
1: got to take it a little easier than last weekend. However, we all know how big of a UFC guy I am. We got Fight Island on the 11th. Um, yep. You can bet everything on the house. I will be there on the couch with whatever two-for-one deal Publix is going to be bringing me this weekend. Aside from that, uh, Isadora and I are thinking about going to a Brazilian steakhouse, which will help the cause for Saturday. Um, for anybody mm. who hasn't been to one, I know. I think Reno has one opening up or opened up recently. Where? Um, oh my gosh, I'm totally forgetting where that that the name of the Italian restaurant that used to be downtown. Oh, oh god, Campo? No, not Campo. It was on the other side of town, um, other side of the Truckee River. Man, there was a Sigma Kappa Formal there once. What the – I can't remember what it was called. But anyways, no in that location, there was a Brazilian steakhouse allegedly opened up. Uh, those places, my lord, if you like steak coming in red hot and coming in consistently and frequently, same word. But that's how much meat there is coming at you. <laughs> Basically, these steakhouses are insane. I love them and I'm like uber excited if we're able to go. But aside, I'm still like partly recovering from last weekend i was yep. just so exhausted um yeah so this this weekend will be food and beer on the couch
0: <laughs> i'm actually excited for this weekend for a similar reason this will be my first weekend home in a month did the bachelor party three weeks ago helped mom and dad move in two weeks ago zion last week for the fourth july i'm in not in position at all to complain it's been a blast uh, but I've—it's been three weeks in a row of coming home Sunday, just beat and rolling into Monday, just super aggressive Sunday scaries. Are you so dropping ho- in with the, you dropping in with the boys? I haven't dropped in. I haven't d- even played the new update I talked about it last week. I did the update and I haven't played it yet. I think I'll play a little bit Friday. Saturday is probably out. Uh, we're actually gonna go kayak Lake La- Lake Las Vegas in the afternoon. We're gonna get just all, all sorts of fried gonna get burnt, probably gonna melt for sure it's getting so hot down here and then same thing saturday night fight island ufc 251 we talked about our literacy with this sport not a ton really excited about this i know a number of the fighters on the card let's go one of them what? yeah like legitimately not personally I was gonna say that's impressive. Yeah. No, not I, I recognize names. Although Paige Van Zant from Sparks is on the card, <laughs> uh, was in the same theater as her once. No big deal. I think it was Galaxy. I basically know her, A list celebrity Nathan Show. Yep, knows Paige Van Zant. Yep, I don't I don't remember what movie it was. Pay per view, sixty five bucks. Have uh, the friends that we're going kayaking with. I know we're gonna come over and watch. So at least split it one way. <laughs> Or two me, ways. Give me your login, dude. Periscope it. <laughs> Facebook Live it to me. Uh, other sporting event, though, this weekend, American Century Championship up at Tahoe. Celebrity Golf Tournament going to be a weird one in that there's no fans allowed. It will be televised, though, Friday at 2, Saturday and Sunday at noon on NBC. It's the only time
1: Charles Barkley's ever going to golf and not get heckled. He might get heckled with who he's golfing with, so never
0: mind. Scratch that. It'll be interesting to see what they do from a product perspective. They try to mic up some of the guys more and get some of that mm-hmm. just because there isn't going to be any of the celebrity fan engagement. Yeah,
1: what well, was on the 17th hole where people are always shooting. There's a the, Steph Curry shooting
0: or whatever in some boat hoop. It's the parth. Yeah, the par three 17th. They're not letting fans gather on the beach. They're obviously not going to be allowed or be able to keep the boats from lining up. There'll be a number of boats. I'm sure that will get rowdy. That 17th will still be a spectacle just with the number of boats that will be out there. <laughs> They've gone out of their way to say they're not allowing fans to throw footballs or set up basketball hoops or anything. because That's always a, a common theme. Mm -hmm. I don't know how they're going to enforce that. Maybe you throw it out there and they're going to confiscate it. There's still going to be people throwing footballs in there.
1: Oh, yeah. (laughs) Think about how funny that would be if you have like a little inflatable hoop or wherever those pool hoops are and they're throwing balls back and forth and you see some security guys swimming out there trying to get it.
0: (laughs) It's going to be Terry Tate, golf course linebacker. Love it. No passes. Everybody, Everybody needs one. Social, got a number of questions from you guys this week. We'll start with Instagram, actually. We'll we'll mix it up. No no questions on the take line this week. I like the take line questions. Next week. Andrew, where are you? Yeah, Andrew's our our take line guy. Renoslant.com slash take line gets you there. Marcus asks, did you make it out of 4th July weekend without a sunburn? I had
1: a minor to moderate sunburn. No sunscreen. Went to the dog beach. Um was okay in about two days. So I would say minor
0: to moderate. Okay. July 3rd, went on a long hike. I was told it was six miles. And it ended up being closer to nine observation <laughs> point up at Zion. It made me feel really old because I woke up uh, on the 4th and my hips were sore. Ooh, I hadn't had that happen before. My hips were sore. No sunburn though. I did, did get on the hike. The next day, slept in, took my time or took our time, started slamming beverages around noon where we were is kind of like a resort thing on the top of the mountain they had putt-putt up there put sunscreen on drinking doing my thing playing putt-putt come back fried nice classic nathan i got the the party tank tan line going on on my shoulders (laughs) it's look like a marshmallow under the shirt (laughs) fake map mummy asks in terms of quantity and quality, I feel Vegas is better, but in terms of value, Tampa is way better. What's the better stripper town? It's a classic fake back mummy question. Classic fake my money. Um, you might have to ask the
1: younger of the Shelp for out here. I have not dabbled here. Ironically, I've never dabbled in Vegas either. Aaron has. Aaron, Aaron, Out in March, Aaron had a late Saturday night. Aaron actually and Marcus. So... <laughs> Frequent frequent questioner, Marcus, but yeah, um, you can ask them all about it because they experienced it. Apparently went to the apparently TripAdvisor is like number one in the country or something. Really?
0: That's allegedly. Uh. Allegedly. Uh. I was asleep. Tyson wants to chime in. He literally he just jumped up and bit my armpit. <laughs> <laughs> Depends what you're looking for. Are you looking for glamour in a story? If so, Vegas is probably the move. Are you broke and likely single? Then Tampa is is the move shippers are not a one size fits all there's some nuance here i've heard tampa though most strip clubs per capita let that sink really that's what i've heard allegedly allegedly on twitter chris asks if you could have only one pack sport back this year what would it be and why uh we asked some variation of this question and chris even mentioned it It is His guess was weekly yearbook number seven. I think it was a different variation of the question, but it's been long enough. It feels like it was – we've talked about how time is not real right now. Football is football. Hoops admittedly has been more fun on the podcast just because that program has had more success over the last few years. Football has a ton of talent at the skill positions next year. We talked about that with Carson. Hoops will be in a little bit more of a rebuilding mode next year. What was that? Can you hear that? Yeah, this this episode's falling apart, <laughs> Tyson. Bro, um, I think next year for hoops will be maybe a little bit more important, just because the guys are so young, and you're gonna have guys working and building into the following year when it will really be ramping up with Grant Sherfield when he becomes eligible. I love both. Clearly, I cannot stray from football, though I love football too much. And people are saying, "What about baseball?" Yes. Baseball's great, played in college, love it, but it's number three on this list.
1: Yeah. I have to back that. You can't you can't straight. I think I said basketball last time because it was a little more competitive, but positivity with football this year. Carson Strong lead us to the
0: promised land. <laughs> I'll answer football this time. John Mackey, three-parter. Ooh. Who is the most likely group of five team to move to the power five? If you ask, a few of my neighbors down here it's UNLV legit facilities big enough market they got moved into Allegiant Stadium now the practice facility there's been a lot of rumors that UNLV has always been striving to join the Pac-12 anyway I don't know that's going to happen you look at their football program they didn't have some sort of success for them that to be somewhat likely you would think UCF has a case. Orlando's a large enough market. They've had a ton of success lately. SMU maybe. They have some history, albeit a little bit checkered. (laughs) They're in Dallas, large market. Texas, that would seem to make sense. You got any thoughts there?
1: Pony up. SMU.
0: Boise State? No way. They'll try for it. Not in that market. <laughs> no, that's, that's, Boise, that's a huge. What are you piece talking about?
1: What are you talking about? Boise is huge.
0: People love to go to Boise. <laughs> Who is the most likely Power Five team to join the Group of Five? going the other direction. I wouldn't say anyone is likely. There's just too much TV money to miss out on, especially with these big con- these big conferences and their TV contracts. That said, Rutgers is terrible. It doesn't fit the Big Ten. Oregon State has been a disaster. Relatively small market in Corvallis. Granted, they do have the Portland market, a uh, fairly large school from an attendance perspective. I maybe Rutgers and Oregon State,
1: Nebraska, send them down.
0: Oh God, <laughs> not even acknowledge that. The third piece of this, uh, John Mackey, you kind of gave me the Oregon State idea. Would Oregon State fit better in the Mountain West than the Pac-12? If you ask the Mountain West, yes. And it fits the travel schedule a little bit, too, or normal Mountain West travel in that fly to Portland, and then you got an hour and a half bus ride down I-5 to Vegas. If you ask the Pac-12, no, Oregon doesn't want Oregon State to go to the Mountain West. Then you don't get that rivalry. Of course, Oregon has a somewhat spirited rivalry uh, with our boys up in Seattle. Losing a school, then you you lose the balance of the Pac-12 North and the Pac-12 South. It would be a great get for the Mountain West. It's not happening, though. No. Do you have any nuanced, articulated thoughts here? Mm, I mean,
1: the Oregon-Oregon State rivalry is pretty much not even a rivalry, but I agree. Yeah, I mean, that would throw the Pac-12 unbalanced. You don't want to lose a school, even as bad as Oregon State is. So, yeah. tough to counter that. Oregon
0: State out, UNLV in. Mmm, Larry Scott loves it. He loves Vegas, so... Larry Scott, have you been reading some of these stories about him through this? No. I mean, I saw briefly
1: a while ago that he did something good or something somewhat good on Twitter people were kind of giving him praises for but every every like compliment I saw was backhanded because yep. everything started with as big of an idiot as this guy is but no I don't I don't follow as much Larry Scotty info
0: as you do I haven't I haven't seen the good stuff maybe because I'm just not looking for it that's part of it probably uh well, ha- the good the good stuff was is he hasn't talked in a while <laughs> I guess <laughs> he's had to implement pay cuts across the Pac-12 people were upset with the degree to which he took a pay cut he went from making something like $450,000 a month to like $390,000 a month for two months, (laughs) Mm -hmm. (laughs) then ramped it back up, and then just had to implement pay cuts again through, I believe, the next fiscal year. And he's taken, I think, a 10% pay cut or whatever it is. But the real reason, uh, well, at least what I was speaking to, the story broke that when he took the job, he took a $1.9 million loan from the conference to pay for his house Mm. in San Francisco. He still has not made a single payment on that loan. Nice. You have a conference that's having to cut budgets. The Pac-12 already is in trouble financially because of, you can make an argument about the Pac-12 network and generating exposure. What he's supposed to do has failed miserably. We've been down this road before. Now you find out he owes the conference $1.9 million dollars. And he's owed this for several years, has not made a payment on it. There has been a massive shift in the CEO group in the Pac-12, and there are reports that they are considering buying him out. Beautiful, because there's his contract ends in a few years, and there's a new TV contract that's up where, and he's been selling that uh, media rights renewal as that'll get us back on track with the other Power Five programs. Now the CEOs have to decide, do they trust him to be the one negotiating those deals or do they get him out now and bring in kind of fresh blood, hire someone from within, whatever, to take control of the of that job. Man, cue
1: the uh, Curb Your Enthusiasm music with Larry Scott sitting in his house. <laughs> bum, bum,
0: bum, bum, yeah, exactly. <laughs> By the way, Curb, Curb Your Enthusiasm got upped for another year. I don't know if you saw that. I saw that. And Walt man, Steven. and, and was it wasn't Larry David fashion was basically you'd say that quote, like he's just waiting for HBO to cancel him or something. Like I'm, that. I'm waiting for the cancellation. I so richly deserve. I think was, yeah. was his quote. Okay. Fun little tangent there. We'll bring it back. Fake map mummy. Can Jake Dalton do a keg stand without someone holding his feet up? I'll pause here. Do you know who Jake Dalton is? On the spot. I am not aware of this guy. <laughs> Jake Dalton was an Olympic gymnast for the United States in 2012, 2016, mm. and he went to Spanish Springs High School. He still lives in Spanish Springs, I believe, or in Sparks, east side of town. Dude is absolutely chiseled. Like someone went up to a marble stone and pecked away at this thing and created Jake Dalton. He is jacked, absolutely jacked. I, I saw he's actually going to be a dad. Uh, checking his Instagram that was announced like last month. So I'd say yes. If there's someone who could pull off doing a keg stand uh, without someone holding their feet up and he could probably do it at an angle too. Like the flag <laughs> thing that people do. Yeah, uh, he, yeah, he could do that. He, he could pull it off. Final question comes from Mr. Scooter. An important one. Do you eat mac and cheese with a fork or a spoon? Fork. Not even a hesitation. I don't think I've ever eaten it with a spoon. Something about me, huge, huge mac and cheese guy. Tara's mom pretty much whenever she goes to Costco or Whole Foods will bring me back mac and cheese and like have it waiting for me in their fridge. Like I went to Whole Foods this week, I got you mac and cheese. It's just, it's I've made it part of my brain. I'm very proud of this. How well I've been able to make this happen. I think – that um, how long has this been going on? Because, I
1: mean, I remember when we lived with Marcus and he literally only ate mac and cheese. That was his diet. So I don't know if that's yeah. rubbed off on you since then. Um, that Definitely, mm-hmm. I don't consume that much mac and cheese, so it wasn't a home thing.
0: It's It definitely started more when I moved down here. I think she introduced me to the Whole Foods Costco or the Whole Foods Mac um, and cheese a couple years ago. And it was like, holy shit, this is amazing and then it's just i get it all the time now man i blessed. find
1: something new about
0: find something new about you every week blessed so to bring it full circle only psychopaths eat mac and cheese with a spoon only psychopaths it's a fork it's a fork food mhm agreed All right, we'll get out of here with Random Reno, which is brought to you this week by Silver and Blue Outfitters, your source for Nevada apparel this coming season. There is going to be a fall season. I'm going to say it every week. We're going to speak it into existence. You can pick up your new Nevada apparel for the season at one of the two locations, Meadowood Mall campus location, or online at silverandblueoutfitters.com. Again, that's silverandblueoutfitters.com. Tyson is very excited about Silver and Blue Outfitters. I'm wearing a long
1: sleeve, and he just keeps grabbing at the hang-in shirt. He's, just a, he's a maniac. Okay, what did you find this week? The Nevada School of Law at Old College in Reno was the first law school established in the state of Nevada. When were its doors open?
0: First law school in the state of Nevada. university was founded in, what, the 1860s?
1: 1864, I believe.
0: 64, moved to Reno in. I don't remember. I'm going to butcher the year. Uh, I'm going to say the the same
1: year they rolled Moral Hall from Elko to Reno. Remember that.
0: (laughs) There's going to be people who who don't get that joke. Adam (laughs) Adam thought that actually happened. Said it so confidently in the podcast. I didn't know. Then we were corrected by a listener that that is not what happened. I'll say it opened in 1910. Close, 1981
1: to 1988, but not really. That was when the law school? I guess. Worth, really? Credit, I uh, believe I got that from Wikipedia. So oh, 100%, 100%
0: true. Oh, good. 100%. Uh, hot air balloon races, I don't know if you saw, were canceled last week. That's always, a uh, eh, depending on where you live and how close you are to the balloons taking off. It's either really beautiful or Tyson dude, or really annoying. It's hosted at San Rafael park every year. San Rafael park is the largest in Washoe County. How many square miles is it?
1: San Rafael? Yep. Square miles. My Lord. Um, 12 square miles
0: 580 what 580 San Rafael Park I'm saying it now and I'm thinking I should have fact checked that is, is there a second lot that we? That I'm not aware of well it, it goes up across McCarran to true. North McCarran. true and it's, it's not just that dog park it's I mean it's there's a whole ton of shit in there
1: yeah, five eighty, man. That's huge. Well, we'll roll with it. It's fact.
0: Nobody, <laughs> nobody checked that. Both of our random reno's somewhat uh, <laughs> questionable, <laughs> iffy at best. But hey, they're random. That's
1: that's the segment
0: we got. Iffy random reno's. We got Tyson Barkin hitting the microphone. Uh, we appreciate all you guys for listening to the show this week because that is our show. Uh, you are all helping us get close to our goal of 1,000 downloads a week, and you are staying current on everything Nevada. Thank you to Carson Strong, Nevada quarterback, for coming on the show this week. Thank you to our partners at Tipsy Elves, Archie's, Nevada State High School, Silver and Blue Outfitter, and Toyabi Golf Club. If you are not already, please subscribe and follow The Reno Slant on Twitter, Instagram, or Facebook. You can find us at The Reno Slant. You can check us out online at therenoslant.com. We'll be back next week, same time, same place. Have a great, great weekend, you guys. Go
2: Pack.
1: Thanks for listening to this episode of The Reno Slant, the weekly Nevada sports podcast. Until next week. And we're still not talking about that one basketball coach who's not here anymore.